And we are back for what is the the last Mad Awesome show, as as the title heavily implies. Uh, Tilo, I guess, I guess it was more of a me decision, but Tilo, how do you feel about it? Oh, one, one second, Tilo, I don't have your audio plugged in <laughs> right now. So how, how do you feel about it? <laughs> nah. It is it is what it is. It's been a fun run. I, I've enjoyed it, especially just the Star Wars talk in general. The game talk, game talk's always been helpful, but I, I'm really gonna miss the Star Wars talk. That, that's the best. I don't really have that, so it's been nice. Yeah, it, it is different when you can really sit down and flesh it out with someone, because I, I mean, Discord's great. Like, there's we've got you know the the and we'll talk about Ahsoka towards the very end, so don't worry about any spoilers for that. But like that. Yeah. It's different to sit here and for us to hash it out and then also start talking about um or like get get comments from people people in chat like it it feels a, a more natural conversation than just sending what are essentially just text messages about it so I will I'll miss that too um especially till you always end up you end up knowing something really random that is like oh okay I don't know how, I didn't take that into consideration <laughs> the ra- the random facts that stay in my head. Yeah, but um, for anyone, j- just so it's clear, this is the last last Matt Awesome show. But we're not we're we're not like quitting the game. I know that that typically sells um, thumbnail titles really well. But we're we're not we're not quitting the game. And we're, I w- I would I mean Tilo can speak for himself, but I'm I'm not even done with content creation. Like there's YouTube, uh, Twitch are still going to be very. I hope we're going to be very much live after this. But th- there's no intention right now for them to go away. But I've just got I've got some stuff happening in my life right now that and actually actually it hasn't even happened yet. But some stuff in my life coming up here really quickly where I just know this is not going to be sustainable. Yeah, no, no, for me, I, I think I've quit content creating for a minute now. Um, every once in a while, I'll pop up with something. But yeah, it's been a while. But uh, yeah. Yeah, so Matt Awesome Show pretty much gone, but uh it's, we're still definitely playing the game, and I'm you're still definitely going to see Twitch and or YouTube videos from me. But that being said, Tila, we do have a lot. I mean, this is kind of going to be a banger for a last one. There's a lot out there right now. Um, we, we're getting comments about it in the chat, so I, we, we should talk about this first, and then we can probably get to the more fun thing. But Leviathan officially got buffed, and this has been like... It's been like the most... I mean, it, it's always like this, but this has been the most drawn-out, like, ripping off of a Band-Aid ever. It came out, we all kind of saw that it didn't really meet the expectations that it was supposed to. It said it was getting looked into. Then we got a message later on that all, right, all the all the things are fixed, like all the all the bugs are fixed. Then we got another message that looking into it again. And then just now, like yesterday, we got the notification of the actual buff. So it's it's been, I mean, it's been out for what, two months now? And we're... Yeah, it's been it's been a fun experience. How how do you feel overall about where it's ended up? Yeah, you know what? I, I really wish they didn't do the changes, uh, just selfishly, just because I really liked the way it was going, especially with um, the profundity. But it, it, it's a meta fleet. It probably needed to be a little bit more juiced up and um, to have itself limit the counters, especially the way profundity was attacking it. Um, I, I like I said, I, it's not something that I wanted, but I could see the reasoning from CG. 
Yeah, I, I personally, and I, I think I'm in the same boat as you in the selfish category. I didn't want it to change because quite frankly, it, it was still pretty good. Um, but it also, with it being susceptible to 77s on defense by profundity, and then also autoing literally everything. Like that's all I did yeah. on my climbs was just straight auto every single thing ever. I, I, I haven't actually manually played a fleet arena battle in like two months or wh whatever it is since the, uh, the bugs have been fixed. Um, so selfishly, I don't want it to change because fleet is a non-factor in GAC. It, assuming, you know, you, yeah. you, you have everything and whatnot because nobody puts it on defense because it gets hit for 77 and then everybody takes it on offense. So everybody's, it, mo it, it's really not hard to get like an average of 75 across fleets. Now, now that it's been buffed or whatever, fleets are going to start to actually take a more pivotal role. They're, they're, they're going to matter a lot more now. If someone sits down, Profundity, Leviathan, and Executor, I don't even think there's a solution to that. I, I think you're just guaranteeing that your opponent doesn't clear fleet. Like, I guess you could probably... Executor, you could probably take down with uh, First Order. Uh, Chimera, I think, yeah. can still kind of beat Leviathan. But, like, what are you beating with Profundity if, let's say, you do it too. You, have, you, you put all three of yours down and you don't have empire anymore like how are you like i i don't i don't if both people go full fu i don't think you clear anymore yeah that's the sketchy part um maybe i don't even know like i was gonna throw something out there but i'm not 100 percent sure the the only good thing with the chimera counter is you don't need tight bomber and that's a really good stopper for profundity so maybe you could do something with malevolence maybe or something like that but i'm probably not um it, it would have to be something else but that's that's the only good thing when it comes to those two counters. But again, those are counters with lower percentages, so everything has to go right for those to work. And then oh yeah, you still the, have I, to deal with profit. There, there, there is even that. Yeah, that's that's a great point. Like, um, while, while first order is a counter to executor as well as chimera is a counter to leviathan, they're not like they're not like ninety percent win rates. They're they're lower. I think first order has dropped a lot since the the, the, the top players have started doing it. I think it's somewhere in like the 50 percent win rate um and chimera i think is hovering around 60 or 70 although that one could go up uh with the a, a lot of people weren't relying on it and they weren't learning it and getting really good at it so i i wouldn't be surprised if chimera goes up a little bit I, and i think it will like i was testing it out today just to get ready for gac and it seems like it's pretty pretty good and even if it does go right awry you would get out there the sif empire tank you get out a couple key ships and it's going to be easy cleanup so Either way, it's not going to be too, too bad, but um, it, it's not going to be as nice as it was. No. So, yeah, fleets, I mean, it depends on what you're into, I guess, but fleets now suddenly matter a lot more than they did before, whereas before they were just almost a non-factor. Even, even if you set, like, the three biggest ones, there were um, there, there were kind of solutions there overall, um, especially, oh, or you just took profundity on offense and got 77s on everything or whatever. But the only other, the only other thing that I don't, so I don't have to deal with this right now, and maybe you do. How many Leviathans do you have in your fleet arena? I think I have like a total of like three or four, okay, so not including yeah, myself. <laughs> yeah, so you're the same as me. So I, I think there's four total, including myself. And I just, I don't think we're going to be dropping out of the top five until it becomes super saturated with Leviathans. And then that's going to suck because I, I think. I've gotten very mixed results, or I've heard very mixed things about Le Leviathan Mirror. Most people, I say, 
or I've, I've heard from say that it's pretty gross. Like it, it's it's not a hard loss if you don't go first or whatever. Or, and there's sass is apparently a very big part of the conversation. But the whole the, the vibe that I'm getting is just a very annoying counter. Um, and it, it's either that or swap to Chimera now. So, and and then again, Chimera isn't a hundred percent win rate like Profundity basically was beforehand, or at least at yeah, Arena. I think, I think for me too, especially because I don't have a seven star Leviathan, Empire is going to be the way. Like I'm going to have to do Chimera, and it, it, from practicing and stuff, it doesn't seem like it's going to be too bad. It, it's just like I said, it's going to be especially when climbing in fleet. That's where I can see it being a little bit more of a problem because just how things roll out at the end, maybe you end up losing and then it's like, it's not like Grand Arena where you go in and clean up. Like you have to hit it in that one shot. Yeah, yeah. I, and that that's probably an important element too. I, I haven't done the Chimera counter enough to really give any it, it informed decisions on it or anything like that. But I imagine... um. I imagine it'll, it'll be easier in JC, assuming you can get several kills. I think that's how it works. But again, I'm not not really the best person to ask in that regard. So I think I think we kind of fleshed that out well. Um, now let's move on to something a little bit more fun. I know, like, there's a few, I, I guess, day oneers we'll call them that are a little bit peeved off because the the event was um way too hard or like incredibly harder than it was supposed to be but uh leia is officially here and she i don't, i do not mean this in a bad way but she feels different what are what are your thoughts on leia uh she looks really good uh just from the testing i was watching um arnold which isn't the best gauge sometimes but it is what it is but i was watching his stream and it, she looks pretty nasty um <clears throat> Just what she provides for that team is going to be absolutely gross. Yeah, so to, and to me, it seems they've, they've done an interesting thing where... I'm trying to figure out how to word this. So Galactic Legends come in a lot of the times with the... I forgot how to word this. Galactic Legends, they come into the game, and the developers definitely take into account the teammates they're going to have and that helps decide their overall strength level. What do I mean by that? So we get when the, our first Galactic Legends were Ray and Kylo, who came in to help Resistance and First Order. Resistance and First Order, before, you know, Ray and Kylo came with Hux and Resistance here, Finn, these were bad. These were not good factions. Like, at, at that time, they were kind of a bottom, bottom tier. Like, First Order was getting beat by Ewoks. Like, that was, that was a normal counter to First Order before Hux came into the game, was Ewoks. And I feel like when SLKR first came in, he had to be, and Ray, Ray too, just completely super juiced characters. Like, And, and that's why one of the reasons why they're so difficult to counter um, with with, uh, with cleanup teams. Like, a lot of the other characters, like JML, JMK, and Jabba, very easy to clean up. Like, yeah. Um, and then I feel like when JML came out, he, JML actually kind of got was not very good because he didn't need to be because everyone was putting like Jedi Knight Revan and Jedi Knight Luke and he he even it evened out the team and I, I would even say Jedi Master Luke as a whole was better than Ray and Kylo when he came out because he had those backups. Leia I, she seems new in that regard. Her kit itself has some really broken things. The teammates she is using though are not good. 
And I, I, I see, I see a ton of potential with her that she could get whether unintentional or intentional, she could get some lifters that could just make her the worst or by worst. I mean, the best team in the entire game. Like she is, she is inches away from, I think just being completely unbeatable with how some of her mechanics work. Yeah. And I'm a hundred percent with you. Like we don't have a team in the game that has the big three. Like we don't have a Leia Han and um, Luke squad. So all they got to do is just be able to put them all on the three same team. And it's going to be a problem. Like those are her lifters if they ever wanted to do it. But like you said, like she looks absolutely disgusting. Her basic is probably the best basic in game. Oh my gosh. The yeah. The, the damage output that they're able to provide is absolutely disgusting. Drogon, like we're all going to be saying Drogon so many times, like for the next couple of months, just because of the just absurd damage that he does. Like that, that basic ability, that first basic ability with that 75% more damage is going to be disgusting. Like, and if it's not a super tanky GL, you probably might be able to just one shot him. Like that's going to be absolutely gross. Like, yeah, you're going to have to control it, but that's just a nasty tool to have in your arsenal. And I'm, I'm really, I really want to see what she does on defense too. I, I really think it's smart on CG's side to say it's an offensive team because yes, like it provides so much offense, but I, I really want to see what it does on defense. And I think that going forward, I could see CG, CG just doing that to every team that they put out. Oh, this is meant to be offensive team because if it sucks on defense, they're, they're easily could say, we told you it's for offense. And well, so I'm going to, I'm going to call this now. Um, I, I think they are vastly underestimating and I'll just call it his name. There's other people like him, but I think they're vastly underestimating fatal here. Um, oh yeah. The, the team has been labeled offensive and you can, you can pretty clearly see why with a lot of the mechanics, like one of the most obvious ones to me, the whole, the whole thing that the team functions around, or at least this is, I made a video on this and I, I really like kind of, um, just went crazy on it, but Leia can reduce the entire enemy team's mastery if they're not if they're not able to focus her and and not by a little like if if Maul goes and he doesn't have access to hitting her he takes five turns in a row by the time he's done using all those anguish things that he has or I forgot the actual seething rage or whatever the ability is called he his entire team just lost twenty five percent mastery every single time he does that. Vader goes into Merciless Massacre, where he's forced to, you know, at least three out of five times not hit hit Leia. He just drops his entire team's uh, turns by 15% Master. Anytime that anyone can't get to Leia, they lose Mastery. And the one of the reasons why it, it works out to be an offensive team really well is because if you put it on defense and you put Archu on the team, he will always stealth the healthiest character. And... I think CG is under the assumption that that is always going to be the Galactic Legend, aka Leia. No, <laughs> I, I I don't know. We're we're gonna get we're gonna get I think here very shortly an R nine old Ben or R nine something that people are gonna be able to get R two to stealth old Ben and then maybe put some other random character in the comp like K two. I don't know. I, again, like like I said, I think the team is inches away from being almost unbeatable yeah and then just play with leia's mods make her a little bit weaker like i really think that you could do something crazy like that it's just gonna take time and then 
if they ever introduce a different character too, it's a wrap too. Like this character is going to be absolutely gross. Like you said, like the, the manipulation of mastery, it doesn't seem like a lot, maybe on paper, but the more and more we've gotten more, some of these newer kits, we've understood that mastery is no joke. And then the way she does is absolutely disgusting. Like her output is super gross and her kit is super gross. The AOE fracture, like the, the R2 touch up basically because of her, like this is a really, really nasty GL. Oh yeah, and and she again, she has some pretty obvious weaknesses right now. Like for the fact that, that I thought found this to be interesting, a ton of the Galactic Legends we get all uh, provide what I guess we'll call sticky taunts, like taunts that just instantly come back. Like JML, as long as it's protection, he instantly gets taunt back. Anyone on the first order team, as long as they get advantage, taunt instantly comes back. The, um, I think Kersantin has a way to do under a Hut Cartel Galactic Legend leadership or something like that. They almost, not, or a Maul gives them locked mark. They all have, like, these sticky taunts that prevent you from, you know, going to core units. Leia doesn't have that. Um, th there is nothing in her kit that makes her allies taunt. And they kind of have, not, not pigeonholed, but they're really focusing on the Jedi Rebels right now. And the Jedi Rebels suck yeah. at taunting like kanan it's only like a three turn cooldown the dude is super slow and yeah he's he's not going to be able to get back on Oben's slightly better because he can gain it back once but i and again with the whole r2 stealthing problem they're going to get torn up on defense right now just because they have no way to keep the enemy from going right after leia you know what? And I think that's the point where you just put in a different tank, put in Kara, put in some of these other tanks that maybe provide a little bit more protection. I know you lose stuff with that, but I, I think just the output that they're going to be able to produce, it's not going to matter. Like this team's going to be disgusting. And I, and I really think maybe the two tank team is probably going to be the way to go. Like you, you're going to want that because like you said, they have to target Leia. If they don't, they get that nerf. And you really see it, especially going against like Lord Vader Maul going at anybody else other than Leia. It's not like other GLs where he's just able to mow down like a GK. Like he focuses Drogon. He's not going to take out Drogon the first hit. I need to I need to see, though, and this is something that I had theorized in the video, and I'm not sure it's 100 percent. But if, if it's negative mastery, then that's that's going to matter, I think, more than almost anything else. Um, and I'm. I even I'm even contemplating and I know this sounds crazy because he's he's very, very, very good on the team, but I think the optimal defensive lineup might not even involve Drogon. Like Leia, R2, Old Ben, and then another pair of rebels that can just keep you from getting to Leia. And that one is only really viable if, if negative mastery is a thing, because there's so many characters out there that have accuracy in their mastery. And as long as they don't get to touch Leia soon, they just don't get to hit, period. Nah, you're going to want Drogon, though. That dude hits like a truck. Like, I don't know if you need it, him it, to, though. This might just be but, timeout team central. I don't even know if you need a timeout. Like, that guy is disgusting. Like, he his damage output is just gross. Like, he's going to melt somebody off the beginning, and then it's like, oh, that melting character that I just took away with a one-shot, it doesn't matter because I still pack a punch after that, too. Like, this guy's absolutely disgusting. Yeah, no, I, and I, again, we'll, we'll see how, how it breaks down, but I, I think there are areas there that need to be explored 
before we just she just gets relegated to an offensive team. B had said that nine out of ten times he's putting Leia on uh, um, or not putting Leia on defense, offense all the way, and then he's going back to his meeting. Oh yeah, and, and it, it'll depend on the also hello meathead. It'll depend on the dynamic a little bit, and like there there's certain counters out there that even with all the theory all the theory craft in the world, I don't think they're going to be able to mitigate. Like the the one that I think is just going to absolutely destroy and is just not going to stop destroying is JML Genite Revan. Like I don't you you mark Leia, and I don't care how many tanks you have or what stealth you have. That's you're you're just done. Like you you get to you get the kill on her and you move on. But it'll, it'll depend a lot on your strategy. Like, is JML highly needed for something else? Probably not. Well, like, JML's been really down as to what he can kill on offense as far as value goes now. So, I don't know. There, there's a yeah. lot of moving pieces. But, I've, I mean, JML and C, quote-unquote, suck on defense. And I've seen them plenty in, wa- in ways that are really good. Yeah, and it might just be this Datacron set. But it's like, I don't really need her for offense. Like, I, I have tons of offense already. I can take out all the other GLs. And if I add her to my arsenal, maybe I can put one of these other GLs on defense, but I don't know if they're going to perform better than she would on defense. That's the only reason I would probably put her on defense right now. Yeah, if I had her. Well, and that, <laughs> those, those areas need to be explored first. Like, if you put the current lay we have right now with the current comp that's being prescribed and, like, like, a, like normal relic levels... He's probably going to get trampled by almost everything, um, and may- maybe even some non-GL stuff. But like uh, the, the again, Jedi Knight Revan with his mark, I think it has just has her number. Uh, I almost kind of wish they would have made her immune to taunt effects, because yeah, hitting her is going is going to be the key to being able to take that team down. But I, I think I think that does wrap up my thoughts. I, when, when are you getting her, Hilo? Uh, right now, the farm is going pretty good. I have all the all the characters at seven stars, except for the ones that just became farmable, Nisa, and then the other two that aren't even farmable yet. Uh, everybody's at relics too, except for Rex, and he's only one piece away. And then, of course, the other three I don't have at relics because I need to get those stars up. But everyone's at relics, ready to go. This is probably the closest I've been to a GL of uh, a release day than any other of the other ones. So. I'm happy about that, but I'm still gonna have to farm. Oh yeah, I'm I'm still very much on the on, on the pretty consistent train of this is the closest I have ever. This is the most caught up I have ever been. I, I've ne- I, I don't think I've ever been this hardcore after the GL. So my Rex isn't quite there. Um, I, I kind of prioritize Nisa more for the when we got those one drops a while ago, and just that because was so that, smart. I, I knew that she was going to take longer to farm, uh, and I'm, I'm really, kind of, I'm almost a little glad she was on a hard node because that kind of confirms my decision. Um, but then the other two, I mean, I'll probably, I'll probably as soon as Scout drops, assuming she's a hard node, I'll probably start doing refreshes on her immediately, just in case, just in case Drogon is a heart is a Cantina. Because if if he's Cantina and I already started one up uh, Scout by doing the refreshes, then I'll I'll get Leia in you know two to three months, which which would be great, or at least two to three months. Yeah, no, that's right. Yeah, no, I'm I'm right there with you too. Like I'm focusing hard on Leia's requirements first. Um, you're probably ahead of me on that one with Calcastus. Uh, that's another character I really want that I just I don't have the the character starred yet. 
So I'm kind of like doing all of them at the same time, which is a little bit sketchy. But the the main focus is going to be Leia, like especially seeing at what she does. Like I definitely want her. Oh yeah, you kind of like you kind of full on skipped. Um, how didn't you? Like you're not. You have like no <laughs> intentions, no intentions at all of getting him on a second coming, right? No, I well, it depends if they do it normal. There's no way I'm gonna be able to do it, but if they they pull a grand inquisitor, your boy might be able to get him <laughs> just like you got grand inquisitor his second time around. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> so we learned a lesson just a little bit, not too, too much, but just a little bit. Oh, that's funny. Now, um, I'm trying, I'm trying to do oh, that we'll do that. Um, yeah, so yeah, I, I will I will be getting Cal in a second go. I'm really close. I've got almost got everyone seven stars. Everyone's sitting at six, except Cal himself, who's been done for a minute. Um and they'll I'm trying to think. They'll be done probably in a week or two. And right now there's a I guess speaking of Meathead, there is a somewhat cryptic uh message from Meathead out there right now that we will be getting Cal uh back in late of october he he someone asked him and he kind of nonchalantly worked the word spooky into it which i guess we're we're taking that to mean halloween which which would be normal cadence by the way like yeah for us to get a, um the character that, i think that would leave him at four months at that point after what when he had come in and that's not that's really not all that different from when we got um a jonah jonah revan actually had a very similar cadence to that like four exactly four months after yeah and i am might be close to being able to get him like i have uh sarah uh i always mess up on her name sarah dunda i have her uh, dunda, at six yeah. star. dunda. Uh, dunda i said dunda did you, did you not uh, play <laughs> fallen order my dude it, it's just her name i don't know what it is it's just one of the names that just throw me off um so six six stars is like like we're just around the corner i only need a couple more and then same thing with tarful too the only one that's going to hurt me is um is saw because i already have cal seven stars he's the only one that i i'm really behind on well and i guess in your defense that is the one you kind of do want to be behind on because different from the inquisitor farm the one really nice thing about cal is even if you like went crazy or whatever and you're gonna have most of his requirements done months ahead of time it's really not it's really not all that bad like i've got um we have we have malikos coming here in just a second and you you really want to have seer and the rest of her team ready uh for as soon as yeah. that comes out and then on top of that we have uh cal as well is very good in there and then um who's the other one oh marin yeah marin is not only doing not, some nice stuff in pvp but she's also finishing off that last node for everyone in um secrets and shadows so you don't really you're really not twiddling your thumbs if you finish the cow rex early no like i had marin seven stars for a little bit now like she's been nice she's only g12 for me like i don't have the resources to bring her up i've been focusing on other things but she's still putting in work especially in gac yeah um all right, yeah, well, I mean, I mean, that's that that's almost covering all of our roster, or not our, I guess, our roster building, our our leg days. There any, is there anything else you've been specifically working on? Uh, that was the main things. Uh, Night Sisters, I, I worked on them pretty heavily. Like my 
my Daka is now R7 and has really, really good mods on her, like real defensive mods. So I'm excited about that. Um, I, the only thing I wasn't able to do is put relics onto my um, Marin, like I said, but they're still being able to take out a lot of these B-side teams like Zori and some of these other teams that gave me problems in the past. So I'll take that as a win. Um, other than that, I'm working on Phoenix too. Captain Rex is already at seven stars, uh, should be relic really soon. Um, I think Sabine's like one piece away from being reliced, and then Kanan and Chopper about like three or I think one's three and the other one's four pieces away. Once I do that, I'll have a relic Phoenix squad, so that's going to be really nice too. And uh, in the meantime, while I'm waiting for all these other stuff to kind of worry about and do, uh, I'm trying to see if I did anything else. I think I know I gave Rex his Omicron. I gave um, I, I don't know if I said it last time. I gave. Marin her Omicron, and I gave Asajj the Omicron, too. Oh, yeah, I don't know and, if you did say that. Yeah, so I have all of those Omicrons. They've been really nice in GAC. Um, and I think that's about it for my roster. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, so you're we're really doing, like, the exact opposite things. Like, I'm <laughs> I, I'm telling all of... I, I guess we'll call them side projects. I don't know if you would, but I'm, I'm pretty much telling all the side projects... No, no, calm down. You'll get your turn. But I, I need, I need the the bigger characters first. Like I, the two that I'm I'm neglecting the most right now, and I know they're good. But if I don't neglect them, I do not get Kalan a second coming, and I do not get Leia in two to three months. And it's Night Sisters and Phoenix. I, it's mm-hmm. the whole reason why I didn't bother to rush. Um, I didn't rush Rex in that in that farming thing. And I have I really haven't accelerated Marin much more than I've accelerated, you know, all the cow requirements. And yeah, it's been it's been it's been an interesting choice, I guess. But that is that is kind of see our, our difference there. Yeah, my thinking was I'm already gonna have the team seven stars. I might as well gear them up. I'm gonna gear them up anyways, but in the meantime, I could just wait for these characters to pop up. Because I was thinking I'm not gonna get cow anyways at the second go around. So it's not super crazy for me but at the same time i do want it and want it to be done but realistically it wasn't going to happen so might as well try to get some teams for gsc also do not i hopefully you won't this is probably maybe a little judgmental on my part but what's the uh actually it's not i take that back <laughs> what what was your reasoning for applying the mayor the mayor and omicron so and the reason why i ask is because mm. we we all know marin is very very good does the Omicron make her a like a level better? Like what what's what's the thought process there? Uh the the thought process was banner wise, especially going against like B teams, and I, that's why I put on the Sage too. And then at the same time, it's like I, I want this to be as easy as possible. And I'm really debating if I need to put her at relics, to be honest. Uh if I'm not going to go for any of these GLs, this is mainly just for some of these B squads. As long as I had Dockers really thick, the rest of the team is should be fine. Like I have an R5 Talzin, I have an R5 um, Asajj Ventress. I think I'm okay damage wise. Uh, it's just some, the main thing is just making sure everybody's on the field and able to go keep going, and that's all because of Daka. And then Marin's just that extra cherry on top. It, I don't know. I just wanted to make sure they don't mess up. If I'm going to invest into this team, I might as well put the Omicrons on. Especially if I don't do t- TW Omicrons. I'm trying to remember. Because uh, um, oh, isn't it perfection? 
goodness. I, and that's where this gets embarrassing for me. I don't even know what it does because I don't I don't I don't have Night Sisters built. Like my Asage, everyone on my Night Sisters team is gear twelve. No, no, Marin. this one this, this one's clutch. Now I remember it's the hundred percent term meter, which can't be prevented. So whenever they die. So, which happens a lot because they're night sisters, and then you can get into those some of those term term meter loops on there. It's really really clutch, like especially when I went in this round, that last round of GAC, going against like Zori, for instance. They took out a squad, they would take it out with one character, and then all of a sudden she gets to go again. And applies more plague, especially on the basic. Like it's really nice, especially if she survives. And that's the only reason I kind of want her at relics because you want her to be one of those that are surviving and you want the other characters to die other than Daka. Oh, and that's, so that's my b- biggest problem right now with, um, and I, I know that I'm eventually going to have to give it up, but I'm still holding on to paper zombie. And, and I, I, I still, <laughs> I even, even with datacrons, even with Datacrons, I'm still out here running around with my Gear 12 zombie because it still it still comes in handy. It's still mm-hmm. nice to have because I think last three three there were three different matches where someone put down a Hondo team, and I was just like, oh, let's put in zombie, and and ended up not only beating the team but getting somewhat decent banners because I I have the Asajj Kron, but that's I guess that's mm-hmm. separate. And like with the gear 12 team versus a fully relic team, like we beat a bam Hondo L3 team, which I'm guessing is supposed to be super annoying and just wasn't because Hondo immediately, um, capped it. I don't know what the proper verb is captivated my zombie. They immediately killed her because she's super, um, she's super, what was the right word? Skinny, not thick, um, squishy. That's, that's the gamer word. My brain is not working too well today, guys. Um, She's super squishy, and then you just pummel the rest of the team because the main thing that they were counting on is that the other two would hold you off long enough before, um, before, and then for Honda to be able to build up and take everyone out. And see, that's where like Karamacron comes in clutch because they kill Zombie, Marin instantly gets the turn, and then it's like you get to keep going, keep going, start applying these plagues. It's almost like you have Agni at the uh, at the the Conquest Datacron. Yep. They just start melting as soon as they take their turns because you get to stack like over ten plagues on them, so they're they're gonna melt. Yeah, and that's I, I guess I need to do more research on the team, and maybe this was just one of my continued excuses for not immediately uh, accelerating Marin up. But I also like I I had to, I had to be careful with the um yeah. I had to be careful with a lot of the stuff that I was doing gear wise just because I I don't like I don't even think I don't have all of the Kyrotech. For Cal's Rex, Cal himself, and Malakos right now. Like I'm, if oh, Cal were to drop today, I wouldn't be able to gear everyone. Yeah, I'm not gonna have um, Malakos ready for week two of JC. I already know that, but it's like at least I get to see what he's able to do before I start putting gear into him. And which Omicrons, which Datacrons, or not Datacrons, Zetas, I really need to have on him. That's that's a video that I need to be doing tonight. Actually, I need to get my. My Malakos prep guide out there. Um, I guess I could. Pro- I might be able to do it Monday or Sunday. It's, it's probably no. I guess I could do it for. I guess I could do it Saturday into Sunday. I'm just looking at the calendar right now. I, I typically try to leave it almost as close as possible. So we're just gonna do some math here. Conquest doesn't end. So not tomorrow. Not Saturday. Oh, it ends Monday. Yeah. So Sunday would be perfect, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So guess, guess that video. 
<laughs> guess that video is gonna wait a second. Sorry, Gross. guys. Sneak peek. <laughs> but yeah, so I've I've been looking over overall as Omicron's um his two uniques look very good and almost we're gonna need to see where he's used, but they almost seem non-negotiable. Yeah, that's what I'm afraid of. Like I have one Omicron, but it's like I don't have the other one either. So we'll see what happens with that. But he's he's interesting. He's got a lot of different like suitors basically in a game that probably would benefit from his services. It's just a matter of which one's gonna be the best. That was a very funny comment, by the way. Um <laughs> Yeah, and that's 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 kind of what I tried to talk to people about when when his uh, series of conquests just started. Is I was like, if you don't have Seer and you don't have Lord Vader, you're probably not entirely screwed here. Like he's the unaligned Force user as a leadership tag, which is you you can divide his skills up into how he works. Um, he, there's some things he needs everyone to be Ufu. There's some things that he needs the leader to be Ufu. And there's some things that are like specific al allies need to be Ufu on top of that. There are a ton of Ufu leaders out there that he can just oh, be yeah. worked into. Like the, uh, the, I think the most clear one to me was Maul. Like um, Maul, yeah. Maul is sure he's a Mandalorian and he's leading all these different Mandalorians. But you can throw Malakos in there and cause some huge issues. Like any team that had revives that Maul might have struggled with before is just gone. Because he just eliminates... It's like gas lead on a unique, essentially. Just completely gets rid of it. Uh, the other one that I want to see... This one I'm not as hopeful for. But I, I wouldn't be surprised if it works. Is with Inquisitors. Because whenever unaligned uh, Force users use specials... He assists at a turn and hits underneath protection. Because he can get repost. So... One of... And this is probably a moot point now. Because there's more solutions to... Um, there really isn't. Um, but that might allow Inquisitors to beat Treya. Because Treya just sits there and gets, you know, I don't know, 800,000% bonus protection or protection up. He can hit underneath that. Um, and if, let's say, you're you're stuck on Cyan or whoever who keeps gaining all this, and then all four Inquisitors go use a special, he's just assisted hitting under protection all four times, and Cyan just might be dead. Even if he had Hell by Hatred, who cares? He can't come back. And that's where it comes in. I want to see his uh, damage, his damage output. And I know we get like some of the percentage and what they're able to do, but you just never know. You know, look at Ben Solo. Like before we had him, I thought this man was just going to just absolutely destroy like Drogon is right now. But uh, he he does good damage. I'm not saying he doesn't, but I, I just thought it was going to be on a higher tier. Um, so when it comes to Malikos, I want to see what, what he's able to do damage wise too. Uh, uh, that that's a big factor. I think he's absolutely going to wreck face damage wise, and I don't have the exact numbers in front of me. But when I was originally doing an overview of his kit, he gets everything that gets put into the formula. He gets he ha he has ways to boost his boost his offense. He has ways to boost his crit damage, and he has ways to boost his defense penetration. So and and that's really that's really kind of where the rubber meets the road a lot a lot of the times with these um with these characters are. All right, offense is great, but the multiplier on his attack sucks. Like I'm trying to, I think Sidious is actually one of the is like one of the best examples of this. Sidious has, if I remember correctly, crazy high offense. Like one of the one at least at the time that I noticed this, one of the highest offenses in the entire game. His modifiers for his attacks suck, so he he 
doesn't really hit that hard at all. From what I could tell on Malakus, he doesn't have one of those weaknesses. He has everything going for him. Um, but yeah, well, I mean, we, we we will only know once we truly see. Like, yeah, we'll 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 find out when we get there. I guess. Yeah, that's my thing. It's like because I want to say Ben Solo had really good amplifiers too. Like, um, uh, or Solo's, was he missing one? Solo's only real issue was he didn't get as much offense. I think because he deals true damage. So crit damage and defense pen are kind of out of the way, but he doesn't like a lot. A lot of the lifters come in like cat, for example, which is like everyone gets 50% offense. He didn't really do that. Like he's, he is a, his, most of his master or not his master, but most of his offense gains rely off of him getting inspired. And then the enemy gaining turn mirror. Cause that, that, that's how you watch. I don't know if you've seen it before, but Ben still can one shot characters, but he has to get inspired and after he gets inspired, he'll build up a ton of uh, offense, and then he will just start killing people. Okay. But. Yeah, we'll see. It's, it's going to be interesting, too. I, I think Maul is going to be his best friend once he comes out, but it's just a matter of what team is he going to be on with Maul. Yeah, there, there's three theories right now, actually, with that, that of them kind of being best, best friends, which is funny because... It's because he's unaligned force user and not because he's from Dathomir, which should be their <laughs> canonical yes. connection, if you will. Um, but yeah, I, I under Lord Vader, under Maul lead, or even under Seer lead, like there's uh, there's been testing of there's been testing of Maul under Seer with Malakos, and that's actually that's what they're saying, or like the one person who's testing this right now is saying that um, is doing the most damage. Yeah, yeah, I could see that being a problem too, especially with all the other elements you could have on that team. It'd be nasty. Yeah, I'm, and I'm guessing his modding is some type of offense, but I have not. I, I have to reopen his kit. Like, I'm not. I'm not. One of the reasons why the video hasn't been made is because I haven't done proper research yet. So, um, there is that. <laughs> that's that's a fatal question right there. <laughs> oh, and I'll 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 get there. It's just. Um, <laughs> Sunday morning, I guess, is is what I pencil myself into here. There you go. All right, so I think we 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 we've covered covered ever everything that's pretty much happened in our rosters, where we're going with our farms, all the new news out there. We have so I don't know how much time we can put into this, but with this being the last one, I feel a little <laughs> bit inclined to do just like a really heavy speed win. We can count the points afterwards. But I feel inclined to do a speed run of whose kit is it anyways. Oh, you gonna make me pick one on the spot. Oh no, we're 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 doing all of them. Oh, all of them. All the entries. No, no, no. Not not so not yours. We we don't have to come okay, up with one okay. like me and you. We're gonna do all the fan ones. We we currently have six loaded in here. And I, I say we just do them. Let's do it. I'm down. Alright, you ready? I'm gonna suck so bad at this. <laughs> All right, first one. First one is Guernsey here, and he's got deal physical damage to target enemy with a fifty percent chance, doubled on a critical hit to inflict offense down. Guernsey, what are you doing? Do physical. By the way, he posted this in December. Oh my well, that's, gosh! That's how long it's been since we haven't done this. See, the thing was, I was never gonna bring it up. Whose kid is this? Because we all oh, no, know we're, do we're, we're doing this, this Tilo. <laughs> so, physical... 
If you didn't bring it up, we were going to do it. <laughs> oh, also, I need to hide my chat. I have it sitting out there. Yo, physical damage target with a 50% chance doubled on a critical hit to put offense down. Man, I got no clue. Um, do you have any? Do you have any idea? Inflict offense down for two turns. Gosh darn it! The ones I'm thinking do more, like they do ability block, all or all that too. Offense down, offense down. This really sounds like night like something stupid that Night Sister Initiate would do, but I'm pretty sure she gives damage over time. You know, you know what I always get wrong? It's probably yeah. one of these guys. It's probably someone from Rogue One. That's what it sounds like too. Like I could see it being I always get um, these wrong. Like what's her name? Like Jenner? It's not Jin. Yeah, cuz she does a revive. Well, that's on her special. Because this this definitely sounds like a basic. But it's damage to all enemies. Like, wouldn't it have to be an AoE? No, it's target enemy. No, it says damage to all enemies. Am I wrong? Physical damage to target enemy with 50% chance. Which one are you looking at? I think you're looking at the wrong one. I think I'm looking at the wrong one. Oh, shoot, I am. All right, never mind then. Uh, I got a sneak preview of. Two, three ahead. Oh, I almost feel like this might be one of like the, the really old first order uh, characters. It sounds like Sidious or something. Not fa- it's not Phasma because she does defense down. Yeah, this is a great speed run, by the way. We're going, I know. Going real quick here. <laughs> um, if they fast forward, it's like we speed run. That's true. Um. Double on a critical hit. What is the other crappy um kind of the ovens down that's it's almost more of a tank thing to do than anything? I know that I, I know that set gives offense down, I think on his basic, but he's he also he does other things. He can hit he hits under protection. I don't think it's on his unique, I think it's on his specials. It sounds like a beginning of the game. It, right it, there, it like, is 100% a very old kit. Because, yeah. um, like, Ayla has that with, like, stun or something like that, kind of. Yeah, the, so fi- the 50% chance to do it 100% screams it. Yeah. I'm going to say... Because oh, that's AoE. No, maybe it is Sidious. I'm, I'm going to say Sidious. Well, without looking at it, I'm guessing you're wrong because he gives healing immunity <laughs> on basic. Um, which I guess that was kind of mean of me to say. So there's that. Um, I don't know either, though. I I, I really don't. Um, I don't take a guess. Feelings, no facts. Uh, Biston. Oh, freak! So, Shame so on much. us, man. Freaking Savage. These are these are the dirtiest one, for Guernsey. This oh, is, these man. are the dirtiest ones out there. You pick a really well-known character, and then you pick an ability that nobody knows them for. Yeah, it's because like it's basic. I don't care about his basic. No, you don't. <laughs> but well done, Guernsey. Well done. Why is why why does Savage even have that? He's not really. He wasn't a tank when he first came out. He doesn't have you, you any don't... synergy with critical hits. That is that is such a weird ability. Gosh. Trouble on demand. Of, was I, your studying? 
I think Zarif was like making fun of Savage when like we got the Omicron on this one. It had me dying. He's like, how is he going to be attacked with Offense down and stuff? Yeah, very weird. All right, so one point currency, zero Mad Awesome. All right, next up is Atlantis. What do you got? Deal physical damage to target enemy three times and inflict a stack of damage over time for two turns. Deal physical damage to target enemy three oh, times. Mission Val. Isn't it Mission Val? Final answer? I'm gonna say final answer. If it leaves no facts. I I I'm not again, I'm not looking at it, but I don't think she deals damage three times. I'm gonna say her grenade blows up three times. Um, I don't, that, that being said, three times, three times is, there are very few characters that will do that. Yeah, three times. I know Treya does, but Treya doesn't do dots. This is actually really complicated how hers works. Um, it almost sounds like Sabine, but I think Sabine has... Inflicted damage. It's really close to Bams, but it's not. I even thought Dengar for a little bit, but I don't think so. This is you know, you know who actually, I I don't think it is because it deals to Nassina, but it sounds really similar to Candor's too. Three times and dots. But I think he I, he does two to three times, and the third time does uh, Tenacity down. I think there's qualifiers on it, too. Yeah, I think you're right. There are. Um... Oh, is it Karth? Could it be? No, could it be? What's her name? Um, our favorite character. Oh, Juhani. Juhani. <laughs> no, I don't think she does dots. Maybe Karth. That's a good one. Yeah, I feel like this could be Karth. All right. Final answer for right. us, Karth Onassi. Oh, BT1. What? Oh, I hate myself. Again, the same exact thing. <laughs> The same exact thing. Really well-known character. <laughs> Nobody knows them for doing damage over time. I just know hit basic and the character melts. Yeah, that, that's, that's all, that's all, that's all we've ever known. Yeah, we're doing really poorly here, Tilo. Oh, this is bad. All right, let's see if Bodhi's got something fun for us. Deal physical damage to target enemy and gain critical chance up for two turns. On a critical hit, grant another random... Oh, I think I know who this is. On a critical hit, grant another random ally faction all critical chance up for two turns. Who does not already have it? Oh, I think I know who it is. I think it's Wicket. Because all, all the Ewoks do this. Uh, low, low grade does tenacity up. Uh, Wicket does critical chance up. And I think one of the other ones, um, is it Papla who has defense up? Like when they all use their basics, they start spreading around their buffs. All right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to trust you. I I have no idea. Are we good? We're good. I'll say Poplu. All right. So no, I'm oh, curious. No. So we got it wrong. It's it's Mandalorian. I I'm curious as to what Wicket's looks like now though. And we're this is our third strikeout here too. This is we're this is not doing. We sh we should have stopped while we were ahead. What does Wicket's do? You have physical damage to target enemy and grant critical chance up for two turns. Okay. Uh, if an Ewok ally calls Wicked to assist, they also get... Oh, wow, that is close. Yep. So it's the same exact ability. The only thing that changes is the condition. Wicked has to be called in to assist, 
and Mando has to actually land the crit. Wow, that is close. All right, once again, very good character. Which that actually, the critical chance up is important for his kit. All right, Tilo, one more, a few more, three more rounds of humiliation here. Um, deal physical damage to all enemy. This one's from Grinzy again. Deal physical damage to all enemies and inflict offense down for two turns. This attack ignores defense. I think this is set. I, think I thought it was ignores oh, protection, man. though. I didn't think it was ignores defense. I'm going to say Ben Solo. It's probably wrong. No, because this does the armor shed. Yeah, deal physical damage to all enemies and inflict offense down for two turns. Offense down. All the ones I'm thinking of do like extra stuff with them. Yeah. Similar, but just it like does an ability block or it does like some stun. Attack um... ignores defense. Yeah, I, I can't get set out of my mind though. It's really it weird how the character. Oh, no, she she definitely goes under protection, and she doesn't have an AOE. Uh, it's under protection. Defense, defense, defense is weird. Yeah, defense is really weird. Actually, there's very few characters that can still ignore defense in game. Like the only one that I can think of is Marauder. It's not him. Well, ignore defense and still true damage is a thing. All right, Sith Empire Trooper, is that where we're going? I'll agree with you. Let's do it. Freak, <laughs> man. Again, Candorous <laughs> Order, overwhelming firepower. It's, I did not so... know that he had an attack that ignored defense. That one's on me. Oh, man. And it's funny. You see it now. Like, I can clearly see the offensive down going on when I do the AoE. It's just that no, extra yeah. part of ignoring defense. But it's the same thing as B21. Basic yeah. doesn't do dots, it melts. Candorous AOE doesn't do offense down. It triggers Maul. Like, that's... And it's not like a heavy-hitting, like, attack No, either, it's not. That, it's not. That you're like, oh, man, that mess with no defense. Like, <laughs> they barely get touched. Yeah, even ignoring defense, that doesn't do much. Um, no. But, okay. All right, next one is from Zane. Oh, gosh. Are we... We're just... We're going to go, like, 0-6 here. You know, physical oh, damage to target enemy... With 50% chance to inflict defense down for two turns. Oh Asthma? I know that I know that she does defense down on basic, and I don't think it's a hundred percent chance. I have no idea. Defense down, it's like it's a nice debuff. Don't get me wrong, but it's not one that I'm like, oh. That I'm looking for. It's not like an ability block. It's not like a a buff immunity. And and I know it's a good debuff too. Like, don't get me wrong. It's to, it's not just one that I prioritize though. I, like, I remember I it. I remember quite a bit actually. Um you know the it's other not character? one where I'm like, I have to land on this, you know? You know the other character who has it? Who has it on as a uh, simple defense down on basic? Stark. Stark, yeah. See, and even in that fight, I'm worried about my buffs. I'm worried about my TM tree. Oh, I just I don't even use Stark anymore. I haven't used Stark in ages. Yeah. 
but I was new. It was always really nice when he would land defense down on Malik before everyone else would come in for the kill. Hmm. Who'd you say? Um, Phasma and um, Phasma and I literally just said it. My brain is not working today. Oh, what about Stormtrooper? Does Stormtrooper Phasma have defense stuck? Stormtrooper? Stormtrooper has something about. Stormtrooper has some weird clause in it about sometimes he doesn't hit or he hits for different damage or something like that. Is that first order Stormtrooper or Stormtrooper? Normal. The normal one, the first order one has something like that. The normal one does too? I don't think first order does. He has something if like it doesn't. Oh, no, no. First order dispels on crits, which is really nice, by the way. That's what it was. Name is GBA. Huh. Let's go with Phasma then. I don't know. All right. I'm, I'm all... all right. Let's say you do Phasma. I'll take, uh, what was the other one? Stark. <laughs> I just read this too. I know. We it all is. <laughs> it's Lobot, whose kit, I, he did just get reworked. I, w- I want to know how different are the other two that we said though? Like the wicket one was super close. We have to get one. We're really relying on Autumn here. Come on, Autumn. Um, so Phasma is a deal physical damage target enemy inflict defense down for two turns on a critical hit. If this tag is not a critical hit, he gains advantage for two turns. So not not quite there, but pretty close. And then who was the other one we thought it might have been? Oh, Stark. Oh, that was way off with the Stormtrooper. So it's Stark. The physical damage to target enemy and inflict demons number two. The target was already debuffed the deal double damage. Okay, so close, yeah. but not at all. Nope. And Lobots didn't get changed, did it? I don't, I don't, I think it was entirely as unique. I, I think that's actually exactly the same. I mean, even if it wasn't. Did you place him by any chance? What do you mean place him? Or use him? Oh, it actually, it actually has changed a ton. Yeah, he has like target lock, target lock, and foresight conditions. Yeah, actually, it changed a whole lot. Um, All right, let's blame it on the change. Yeah, sure. We, uh, <laughs> if we would have done the, I mean, in, in Zane's defense, he put this entry in in February, so there's that. Yeah. All right, five and zero. Oh, can we bring it home with Autumn? Oh gosh, darn it! It's an, another one of these. Deal physical damage target with an additional fifty percent chance of a critical hit and call random ally to assist. That sounds like a Jedi. It sounds like, um, it sounds like first order too, but Jedi for sure. But Qui-Gon always calls a random ally to assist. Does Ayla have something like that too? Like on her special? No. Uh, that might be Ayla. Yeah, because I think she can call a non-Jedi to assist. I think so. Yeah, this might be Ayla, and I only her it has to be her basic that does the assist because it won't do it on her special. Or Dengar? No, Dengar's is a lot more complicated than that. Dengar he has he has weird um they either have to be debuffed. You know, I have to be debuffed, and he might have to have a contract. I forget how it works for when he calls in someone to assist him when he assists himself, but there's more there with Dengar. 
I, I think Ayla's probably it. Let's do it. Let's go for Ayla. Lock it in. Oh, and six. Here we come. Ewok <sighs> Scout rushing attack. That one I don't feel as bad. Like the, the other, the other five are characters oh, that I, I guess, I guess I haven't. I don't use Lobot. Or I didn't. How do you want to look at chat? Oh yeah. Now time to open up chat to see how many. We'll see if anyone actually got anything. Oh, Kanak did get Ewok Scout. Kanak surprise, got it. Surprise. <laughs> um. Oh, that was that was painful. What a oh, what a goodness. way to end. Zero oh, and six. Yeah. All right. I'm just gonna edit this whole part out. Not just play. <laughs> oh yeah. Although looking through chat. Yeah, you guys suck too. It, <laughs> <laughs> not the way I was gonna word it, but there is that. Oh, um. Man. Yeah. I mean, it looks like it looks <sighs> like trouble got Candorous. And it looks like a few people got Mando. I <laughs> uh, saw, so, yeah, TS got Candors too. Yeah, there. Oh, there's a lot of there's a lot of entries in here, but holy cow! <laughs> Trouble with two and six, new record. Let's yeah, go. that one's. That was like really bad. We typically did a lot better than that. All right, so it looks like we still we have some mad awesome questions. I don't. We've routinely not done all of these, and I I don't I don't think it's possible for us to get all of these. But we're gonna Speed go. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna go from newest to oldest, and until we feel we don't want to, because this is for anyone who's unaware. This is just Jayhawk. This has been just Jayhawk since. No, oh, we got I, uh, Jason and, and Jason and Goody got both got one a month ago. Yeah, so all right. Uh, given their ability to punch up with lower relics and their propensity for terminator training, would you say that Phoenix and Night Sisters are just the new era Imperial troopers? Uh, okay, you're going from the bottom. All right. Yeah, I do um, not know where we left off. You you marked it with your thumbs up. Or the oh. laugh. Um, I don't know. Like Inquisitors, I not even Inquisitors, but Imperial Troopers, they they have a lot of things that need to happen. Right, they need to go first. They need to get buffs. Whereas, like, well, you can say the same thing with Night Sisters and Phoenix. But the thing with the Night Sisters too, it's like the thing they feed off of. It's what it, what the other team wants to do, anyways. Like they want to kill you. Yep. They want to make sure you're dead. So Night Sisters just build off what you're going to do anyways. And if you don't completely annihilate them, they keep coming back. It's like a, a, a liquid Terminator from Terminator, what is it, 2? Like, if you yep. don't destroy everything, they're going to come back. And especially if you don't destroy Daka. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. They're not, I wouldn't say they're similar to Imperial Troopers, specifically because they're, they're reactive teams. They are... As you said, they're teams that wait for you to do whatever you're going to do. Uh, whereas Imperial Troopers are not reactive at all. They can't react to anything. They've already died. Um, if, if anything, they're... It almost reminds me more of Trey and Grievous, who, like, come what may, and they will come back and hit you hard. Um, yeah. I guess the question was in, in more relation to lower relic levels, but I have not... I don't know. I haven't had a ton of experience. I, I haven't used Phoenix at all. Night, Night Sisters for sure. Like you can get away with like low relic levels and just low gear in general, and they're still gonna do really, really good. 
Like in some cases, you want your team to die. So like I sometimes use like a gear, I think it's like gear eight or lower initiate, and it works perfectly because you want them to kill them. So that way you can constantly getting those assists after death and then constantly getting those deaths. So Marin just keeps taking a turn after turn after turn. Next question. For newer players trying to farm the Empire fleets, what order should they farm the ships in any to just ignore? So I don't I don't have like I mean this would actually be a pretty good video, but yeah. just looking at them from a high level, you really, really want interceptor. What Empire can do without with or without interceptor is a big deal. Not even for what interceptor is, but there are some counters that just rely on getting tie defender or something out there immediately. And interceptor is what makes all that happen. The only one of them that I look at and I'm like, yeah, you still kind of suck is a uh, Reaper. Like yeah. if you have to put one on the back burner, what is he? Is he a hard node? Oh, or is he Cantina with like Death Trooper? Oh no, he's a hard node. I don't know what he is. But he's with short. I don't have him. Yeah, Reaper. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh Re Reaper, Reaper's not good. Like he's he serves as kind of a fun thing to die before Tide Defender gets in versus the in the executor counter, but he doesn't really do anything. So yeah. um bomber yeah. for sure you need bomber for sure you need vader i think tie tie fighter is a really good one to have tie fighters um, i mean you, you need him for like other things but he's not he doesn't shine a lot I, I think if you have the the inquisitorship then he's really nice to have if you don't have him um i think the one that's a little bit more important would be the shuttle too the shuttle has a lot of like good counters tied to it and then um i'm trying to think what else like those are the main good ones, and then of course you have the gauntlet and stuff like that. Yeah, for me, tie interceptor sits at the top for priority, and reaper at the bottom, and then fill in, fill in the gaps. All right, um, B B bomber second. Yeah, bo bomber is very <laughs> bomber is very good, and I, I will say this about bomber: bomber is good outside of empire, just to crap on rebels profundity or otherwise. Um, let's see who else is next here. With how competitive team slots are becoming. And how he already has a better team to go to. Would you say there's no real good reason to build up Maldalorians for GAC instead? Uh, should just use Maul on a Seer team or Lord Vader team instead? Mm. Um, so th this is a this is a very nuanced question. If you're end game, like you have seven Galactic Legends, I really would discourage a Maul Mandalorian team. But um, Maul, Maul can do some things in lower GAC levels and not, not even that low, like like a rhodium and chromium that is very much worthwhile. Like you can mm -hmm. you can counter a lot of C comps with Maul Watt if you're lower down. So I wouldn't say he's totally worthless, but he has he serves a very specific purpose with the with the Mandalorians. And if he doesn't, uh eh, whatever. I, I think the only one that you could probably get away with not gearing if you were going to do that would probably be Bo-Katan and then followed by like Candorous. And even Candorous though like has his like spots. You can put him on a Lord Vader team sometimes to discourage counters. Not so right now. You don't really need to. It just depends on the Datacron set. But Armor is a good character. Django's a really like good character, especially in threes and even fives too if you have you find a home for him. But um the, the mall team's not bad. It's just you don't want to construct that team for that team if you're, like Calvin said, in-game. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, there, there's some things you get along the way. Like, Candorous, you you, you kind of have to get for... um, You don't have to get, but most people get for, for Malik at Gear 12, uh -huh. and then Bo's also a JMK thing. So there, there's other things out there, but 
Uh, I almost feel like Watt Watt is another one. Which day is it better to have off, Friday or Monday? Friday, and it's not close. I don't know, though, man. Mondays are nice, though. My my body doesn't get it, though. I'll get to Sunday night, and I'll be like, oh, I have to work on Tuesday. Like, that's that's how my body will react, and I will have a terrible Monday. No, you go you go early into work on Saturday, and then you have all Saturday. Then you have Sunday to go crazy too, and then Monday to chill to get ready for the next workday. I like nah, Monday. I for me, it's it's definitely Friday. Like let me let let, let me start being stupid earlier and just <laughs> deal with the rest of my end end of the week. Plus, if I have to go do stuff, ain't nobody on the streets on Monday. They're all at work. Okay, so, I'll 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 give you that one. Yeah, and, and yeah. <laughs> since Friday, I think is the more popular option. Um, I think you're gonna you you would actually run into more stuff if that was your day and you're trying to get stuff done. Yeah, go to the beach on Monday. Ain't nobody gonna be out that beach on Monday no. except for you. Friday, Friday, <laughs> Friday, they will be there. That's a good point. Yeah. All right. Are there any snacks that you cannot be trusted with that if someone leaves you alone with, the snacks disappear? I mean, that's like all snacks, man. I'm a big body for a reason. You leave snacks around me, I'm going to eat them. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like... I mean, the, the the two that come up right at the hand are salt and vinegar kettle chips and Cheez-Its. I will, I will, I will eat the whole bag. And I won't, even feel, I won't mm. even feel bad. Oh, man. Just anything bready too. Give me some like bready foods. Oh, it's over. No, I I'm 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 done when it comes to salt. I, yeah, which I think is I think it's pretty normal. What is your favorite food to make, and what is your favorite food to get from a restaurant? Oh, I'll make some good ribs. I got a video. I'm gonna put it in the chat. My my rib pull is beautiful. Fall off the bone, and they're bomb. restaurant let me think about the restaurant one while you say yours no so i typically don't do this because it's bad podcasting but this is the last one so whatever ts actually (laughs) has a really good point in chat ts norquist chocolate covered almonds have a propensity to disappear in my house um expediously i think that's what he said and i want to point something out here that that is one of the most dangerous concepts when it comes to to uh junk food i guess is mixing sweet and salty because it tricks your body to not um, getting too much of one or the other. Because that's typically when you eat something really sweet, you kind of get, mm-hmm. I don't know if nauseous is the right word. But if I eat too much sweet stuff, my body's like, nah, Calvin, stop. Or even even salty, too. Like, you start to get all cut up or whatever. Um, Spedishly. I feel like that doesn't sound right, but I'll go with it. Um, I do like learning new words. What was I going to say? Oh, but that is that is one of the more dangerous ways to do it. Like salt, salted caramel stuff. Yeah, that it, it takes me forever to be like, oh, yeah, this is bad for me. Um, but no. So going back to, to Hecker's other question, favorite thing to make at home is probably pizza. It, it, it's mostly just for nostalgia reasons. I, um, I I've made it for the longest time. I know like the back of my hand. It, it, it tastes good. It reminds me of being 10 or whatever. Um, and at a restaurant definitely sushi i'm i'm like a pretty classical uh cheap uh midwesterner or whatever if i can make it at home i do not want to pay for it like at a restaurant for someone to prepare it i cannot make sushi like not like i'm sure i could probably learn but it would take 
so much work of like knowing where the right ingredients are wanting to try something new figuring it out and i, I love sushi i will i will put so much away so that Gosh, that one definitely was the um, the restaurant for me why are you gonna bring up sushi Sushi's a good one too um Gosh darn it! That one's hard. The restaurant one. I I, it, I, it, I love it, and I cannot. I I will never. I will never be able to make it unless I dedicate a, an absurd amount of time to it, which I am not going to. I can see you. you get the little headband and stuff, and start rolling. Um. Sometimes sometimes a burger is good too, and I'm like really craving some In and Out. Even got my shirt on right now, but where I moved. They don't have in and out which is super sad. And I'm sorry, Whataburger is trash. Like, I it is not it. <laughs> I didn't know that was a real thing, so there's that. <laughs> All right, next up. Um, what team do you think is just one character from shooting up in the meta? I thought this is a good question. Rebels? No, just playing. Um, one character... Gosh, they've been touching up a lot of these characters. You know what? What could be, and it maybe not super meta meta, but like maybe at a Phoenix level or a Night Sister level. What if they give us the? Um, and I'm gonna forget her name too. Um, the Moss Eisley, the the mechanic, the one that works on Mando's ship. Oh yeah, have her go with the Jawas, and then the oh, Jawas, Jawas. get to that tier. Oh, <laughs> she dated the Jawa. Well, and I mean that would be a very similar concept of Loba. Like if she's with a leader, leader slot is Daft or whoever, then she gets the Jawa tag, so she gets to benefit from all the things. I yeah, yeah. um, yeah, I'm trying to think of everything they they would have to do to make that work. I mean, it probably wouldn't be that hard. I would. <laughs> the easiest way to do it would be to cheat, and like so, Marin came in and just completely cheated. She's like, I gained turn meter that cannot be resisted. So like these old like these age old kits like like Padme or whoever that just like nope no turn mirror she just completely cheats it. Um, a really interesting cheat for Jabba's would be the thermals can't be reduced by max health damage. Oh yeah, and have them blow up quicker too because a lot of times like it's a race against the clock. I can you imagine a Galactic Legend blowing up to thermals? Oh my gosh, people would rage. If you think they're mad about Leviathan, they would be so... Uh, what's her name? Oh my gosh, I'm forgetting her name. Patty something? Yeah, that's Patty... I don't know. Crazy hair, her lady. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, um, Grogu's babysitter or whatever. Yeah, I'm trying to think. There's... Because most teams are already just doing so well. Maybe... I mean, Afra. I mean, Afra already does kind of do well, but if they gave Aphra's her a so dark good. side droid tank with a dispel and cleanse, uh, the team would be a lot more unhinged than it currently is. I think you would just need somebody to, or if they would let B two get more tanky and have a taunt, because B two is perfect on that squad, especially going against like say the 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 Jabba squad. Like, I would I even take a modified Af IPD. Yeah, IBD, he, IBD he, has, just, he doesn't do it as well as V2, but he has he has the buff to spell. And I, I do like his target lock synergy too, because he can mm -hmm. uh, he doesn't need uh, his his target lock functions as buff immunity essentially. Yeah, see that's nice too, especially going to like the Lord Vader and stuff like that. 
Um, I think that actually might be all the questions. Because uh, the next one was, if you didn't start relicking your entire house for data crimes, what would you have invested in? And I remember answering that one. The answer was R8s. Oh, we did do those ones. Because then yeah. I remember Jason's too about Maul. Yeah, so I think... I think we got everything covered here. All right, so Tilo, this is the time of the show, and I'm gonna need to edit the description here. Um, we're going to talk about episodes one through five of Ahsoka. So for those of you who are listening right now, if you have not already watched um, episodes one through five of Ahsoka, you, you wanna leave now. Like, I, I don't wanna spoil anything for anyone. And I've said it a million times, but I don't believe in spoiler-free reviews, so we are going to talk about everything and anything. So let's see, Ahsoka, spoilers, I'll make sure to put that into the description so nobody walks in here and be like, hey, what's going on? Um, six to ten. Put a banner on top of Ahsoka spoilers. I put it in the description, so really people should not be even clicking on this video, um, or this, this stream right now, otherwise. Is this joined to uh, be talk about butts? Oh my gosh. No. So, <laughs> I, yeah, I don't. Hera's packing, I guess. Or it's probably not even the right way to say that, but. Hera's not. That girl flies aboard. And Sabine don't even get me started. That thing's inverted. Oh my gosh. We, <laughs> we, you can tell we have different. Well, maybe we don't. Anyways, we don't need to get. I don't know if we need to get that far into it. But yeah, so we, we are talking to uh, Soka spoilers here right now, though. So um, if you have not seen Ahsoka episodes one through five, you've been warned like six times. I can't. Um, I can't. I can't help you. So I, I love all of you, but come back later when you haven't already seen it. OK, so we, we piddle paddled enough. Um, I don't even know how to do this to you, though. There's five episodes out there right now. The most important is the fifth episode. It just oh you, gosh, you just yes. want to like verbal vomit right now and just talk about anything. Oh, best Star Wars since Disney has got Star Wars. I love that so much. It was just like it felt like a combination of like everything, like the comic books, the the Clone Wars. It, it just ah, Ahsoka and Anakin. Like you can't get better than that. And especially in the costumes that they had, we get to see young Ahsoka live action. We get to see gas. And his armor, oh, yeah. like that, was so awesome. Oh yeah, so I will, I will say that I, I thought that was kind of interesting. This is the first time that we're really getting to see General Skywalker. And for those of you who don't know, um, when General Sky, the the character General Skywalker that we currently have in game for uh, the five hundred first leader, whatever, all of the art that they produced with him was Hayden Christensen's face on this clone wars model and it always looked weird and now we finally got it like in in live action we got and i i i was itching to see um gk or like a, a general kenobi with his clone wars armor as well because we have yet to see that too do we get rex rex live action too oh yeah we do well we we already heard him we already heard tamir yeah. morrison behind one of the clones but to see his armor, and then we didn't even get just his phase two armor. We got his phase one armor too. Yeah. Like, that, that was really, really cool. And I think this is our first time ever having real live action clones because the clones in episode two and three were all CGI. Yeah. 
and you could you, i mean you could tell just by looking at him that these were not like they had yeah we called bum bum clone he was live action too oh yes yeah, that's true i guess we did have um not in the clone wars but outside of it we we have seen them yeah. Uh, were clones in the season? Oh yeah, yeah. Um, when when Grogu is escaping the Jedi. Temple. Oh, correct. Or even oh, we we saw we saw him. We 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 seen him before in flashbacks because even um, Kenobi, when Vader when Vader comes in murdering everyone. Yeah. Oh my gosh! And then when um the siege of Mandalore the uh, Mandalore scenes, either the clones have the the painting for Ahsoka. Yep. Oh, that was awesome. Yeah, so so I'm... Maybe I'm stupid. And don't get me wrong, I love to see Hayden um, <laughs> in the flashbacks and everything, but I didn't get the message. Yeah, you know what? It was a little bit, like, convoluted. And, 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 of, and may, maybe, the, maybe this is just really well planned, and maybe that's the point. Maybe we're not supposed to get it, and then Anakin comes back later in another scene where Ahsoka's about to die again or something. I don't know. Um, and it's really revealed to her what the lesson truly was about, or maybe she she tells Sabine that what it's about. But it was very cryptic, and it almost reminded me a little bit of like, and I'm, I'm going to get canceled for this. It reminded me of episode eight, Ray. Where she gets this really profound vision, and then it meant nothing. Like it, 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 it didn't go anywhere. And like, because he he comes in, and he's just like forcibly telling her that she's a choose between life or death. And I'm like, do you know who you're talking to? Like, you know what? I think it's it comes down to what Exar uh, Kun's talking about, like letting go go of the guilt. You know. And because if you think about it, like she had guilt for her actions of leaving Anakin. She had guilt for what Anakin became, you know, and then you see the change in her before she went in to the world between worlds with Anakin. And then after, because after she seems a lot more like the let the force like guide her way when it comes to like going into the Purgle's mouth and all that. Like she had a more joyful attitude because in the beginning of the season, she was a little bit of a jerk. I ain't gonna yeah, lie. Down. Like a so Ahsoka was like, like, girl, chill. Like, Sabine's not not that bad the way you're trying to put her. I I don't know. I I, I still so it looks like I'm I was misinterpreting it, but I don't even know. I, I still don't know how I feel about it. Or a lot of people in chat are saying right now that it isn't about her saying live or die, it's about what how she relates to other people. I don't I don't know. I don't know. Um and, and I think it's also the hesitancy, hesitancy to train somebody um, because she didn't want to train Grogu. She really kind of didn't even want to train Sabine, even though yeah, we've seen that she trained her a little bit. But it, it seems more forced than anything. And I think that all stems back to Anakin is the reason why she's having a hard time training anybody else because Anakin was her master. Anakin did turn to the dark side. And it's like she didn't even see it coming like, what happens if she trains somebody and that person like goes against the light side, turns dark side and and it's on her watch too. Like how is she gonna feel after that happens again? And I think that has to kind of weigh on her. And Anakin's trying to help her to let that go. Yeah, I don't I don't know if I really got it. Um 
I, I guess what I was hoping a little bit before, and I, I like the transition. I, I did like the them going back to the Clone Wars and her kind of, him kind of having to remind her of all the things that she's been through or whatever. Um, but I, and I, I, I did like the consistent switching back between Anakin and Vader because oh, that was awesome. Not only is that a poor part of his story, but it's a part of hers. Like it's, it's a pretty big part of it. Um, but yeah, I, I guess what I was hoping for is I was hoping for more of something that Anakin would have learned towards the end of his life. And he would have applied it to to her in, in some way. But I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe we'll see more. I, I, don't, I, do, I do not think this is the last time we've seen Anakin. I do not. I, I think no. I think that and I don't think we're going to see him as big as we've currently seen him because he dominated most of the episode. But I would imagine there's some type of voice in the very end. But um, when she needs it most or like maybe appears as an actual force ghost rather than the world between worlds and just stands beside her. And he's like, all right, you got it. Um, but what I did find was really interesting, and I we have seen this for years. Ah, we finally have Ahsoka the White. So yeah, for those of you who don't know, Dave Filoni is obsessed with Tolkien and Lord of the Rings in general, and has put a lot of concept from the Lord of the Rings in to the um into the Star Wars universe, and it was just abundantly clear. She, in, in a way, dies, goes down um, as Ahsoka the Grey. It, it, and it, they even, like, they, they even, like, made it very clear in her color scheme, like, what she's wearing before and after. That after she essentially comes back to life, very similar to how Gandalf did in Lord of the Rings, she's back as Ahsoka the White. So while her transformation isn't done, something, it, they're, they're trying to signal that something is different between now and then. And this is, this is really cool because, um... Filoni has been playing this for years. I don't know if you remember, but when episode nine came out and Ahsoka's voice was heard in, in the distance uh, with Ray, and everyone was like, Ahsoka's dead, Ahsoka's dead, Ahsoka's dead. Filoni posted a cartoon uh, on, on his Twitter account of Gandalf and Ahsoka, and Gandalf is just saying to Ahsoka, don't worry, they thought I was dead too. So, <laughs> yeah. That, that, that was yeah. cool, but I also like, that one we we've seen that one coming from. Uh, it looks like XR Kun got the the proper day for me. We've seen that one coming for four years now. Oh yeah, like he's planted the seeds to all this, and I, and I think that's what I really enjoyed about this whole series in general. It's like, I you could watch it fresh, but I don't think you get the full context of the whole series without all the other mediums that's come before this, like. This is really, really nice for those that have been involved with Star Wars, watched Rebels, watched Clone Wars, watched all these other things, and it's like you get the full enjoyment of this series. It is it's just really, really nice. Yeah, so I um so I, I liked it for the most part. I'm just hoping that the the messaging behind what he was saying becomes a little bit more clear in some way. Like and, and, and what the main way I think I could they could probably make it clear is is some way that, that Ahsoka teaches Sabine um but then again these these force ghosts they they're so cryptic once they die like i don't know what it is obi-wan was like that yoda was like that like they instead of telling them the way it is they always go like the roundabout of a way of getting their message across to the person 
I will give you that. I will. I will give you that. The, the Force Ghost thing. They they they're, they're kind of jerks. Like they're yeah. <laughs> they're like, like all dude, knowing. Just tell me what like, you want. No, this is part of the process. And it's like, dude, I've been failing for seventy years. Just tell me what to do. Um, but and, and I love I love the the Force Ghosts of Anakin. Like if anyone read the oh my gosh, what book was that? There was a book that just came out with Luke Skywalker going up against. Uh, not a Sith, but like Sith relics. Somebody had the Sith relics, and Lando was in it too. I talked about it on the pod a long time oh, ago. Oh, I know what but, you're talking about, yeah. But Anakin's Force Ghost was in that too, and it was kind of like the same way. Like it was very sporadic, and it almost felt like it was coming in and out of Darth Vader. So I wonder if that's something that Anakin's Force Ghost has to deal with. Like if that was Anakin's choice to go from anakin to vader and to teach her a lesson or if that's just how his force ghost operates well there's a really big theory and i I believe it's just a theory i don't think this is actually planned or anything but there's a big theory out there right now that the reason why that's also happening is because anakin is officially taking the place of the father and to really do that he has to have the embodiment of both uh dark and light like the the father wasn't light he was neutral um the, the daughter was an entirely light and it's i don't know maybe ahsoka dies at the end of this and she becomes light and then Although she doesn't die she's gonna dark. be in the movie but ezra becomes the dark oh yikes <laughs> all right you know who, who would be really cool to be the dark who dark killer like like that one drawing picture that every, that's out there that everyone's been posting yeah so i mean well <laughs> I, I, think about it like how, how cool would it be that the son, um, the father, or the son, the father, and the daughter are just Anakin and his Padawans. I mean, I think it's fitting. Yeah, that would be cool. <laughs> Elias brings out a question: Is uh, do we think that the Star Killer is the Inquisitor guy? No, that that wasn't. That was um, the same way with Maul. The same way with um, Savage. That was all um, Nice Sister Magic. It was probably a dead body, or probably someone close to death. It was. Or, it was probably a, a dead inquisitor. inquisitor. Yeah, that, that was revived she, through death and mirror magic. Yeah, because they did confirm yeah. that what's her face is actually a night sister. That was a really strong theory for the longest time. I think. It, I, I think it was a rumor that got started by like a makeup artist, right? It, no, it was under. Oh, it was a makeup artist that that did it, but it was on the credit somewhere, like in her dressing room or something. It was like, what's her name, night sister? Yeah. So. Um, but I, I don't, I don't, I don't think Stark. I, I would just be so shocked if Star Killer wouldn't come back. And really, not just because of the cool character; he's a very cool character. But the biggest reason why I think so is because Sam Witwer and Dave Filoni are like really good friends, and yeah. they have not stopped working with each other for the longest time. Uh, like he was in Clone Wars season seven, which is a fairly recent medium. But what if the cockroach comes back, Maul? We have Night Sister dealings with this. Who knows how these, and I think other Night Sisters are going to be in the other galaxy. I think they made that pretty clear. Um, what if they have a way to bring Ball back? Because you do see Sam Whitwork's um, uh, name in the in the credits all the yeah. way in the bottom. So who know, who knows? Like, what if he's like controlling, or his spirits like was able to take control of that Inquisitor or something like that, and they give him a different body. One thing that I thought we would have saw that we didn't, which it's really not a big deal, is um, 
we didn't we don't see oh gosh um we don't we didn't hear any more voices in the world between worlds so, so all the other times that they've gone to the world between worlds you get we, we got all of these uh audio recordings of people or, or really all the other movies that, it, that have ever come out and we didn't it, it was just anecdotal we're just we're just fine but i would i would have expected otherwise to get like i don't know i also i would all needs to stay dead man like i, I wouldn't yeah. i wouldn't be opposed to seeing what mall there's still one period of time where mall really isn't covered that well uh, and i wouldn't mind going back into seeing it but gosh he did, he does not get to come back to life again like dude needs to stay <laughs> dead you never know though you never know especially with the sequel trilogy having the sequels like who knows what they do and it, it would be crazy too like you get like a you get a mall that's almost disfigured in a way and that you don't need ray park anymore you can actually have sam woodwork be the actor yeah i don't know if i really know how the world between worlds even works like yeah because there's a question of was she actually there i i don't know i don't know if the people who are in there are actually in there at all um but they did a really i will say they did a really they did do a really good job with the aging um i was gonna hayden. say anakin but yeah An anakin hayden christensen to to get it anakin get it to work well his fighting style was really good it was, it was cool uh -huh. to see him actually in the lightsaber comment there's one other thing that when they were kind of falling through time it, oh it was interesting to note that uh anakin didn't know he didn't know what the siege of mandalore was or he didn't recognize it at least it's because he was on coruscant you know yeah during, yeah, the, he, he, during he was, that time period at, at that exact time he was probably killing dooku uh i think so i think there's a side by side like you can watch yeah. it online you can see the exact moments of when it's all happening but yeah i mean any any more thoughts about the series as a whole i mean obviously we still have quite a bit in front of us um but oh i yeah. love the villains uh, oh man he's just a smart good villain you know, like he, he doesn't do the dumb villain tropes, like leaving that spear able like there so that they're able to kind of oh, yeah. track him. Like he destroys it, lets it be done. Like really, really cool. I liked it. Yeah. And um, I do I do like a little bit of depth to a character. And I think um, I think actually keeping his promise and letting Sabine live that that add that adds a bit of depth to his character because that that shows that he while he may be dark he's probably not cruel which i i don't think this is foreshadowing we, we already kind of know what's going to happen but that that very much meets the lines of thrawn like thrawn was strategic and smart mo way more than he was evil or cruel um yeah like he he believed that empires are the best system but he wasn't like Thor was not really a fan of Emperor Palpatine as an emperor, but that was that was just reality. That's what he had, so you know you take it. Um, it, it. The enemy of my enemy is my friend, and that's what it came down to with the Gris. And I and I really think everything's gonna come down to the Gris. I I wouldn't be shocked if they're in that universe that they're gonna go to, and and Thrawn's been fighting in a war against them with the night sisters that were probably the ancestors of the night sisters in the star wars universe so that actually would be and i mean I, I i don't hate that they did it but it's different the the area that they've gone to in relation to where thrawn is right now 
everybody's like everybody and their mom uh thought that thrawn and ezra for the longest time were in the unknown regions which is where the where even a new canon you know like mm -hmm. we, we, thrawn has had a lot of material made in new canon already um but even within that that is where um the chiss empire is so it's weird that we're going to an a, a, not I, yeah it is weird. It's weird that we're going to an entirely new galaxy to be able to do everything that's going on right now. Yeah, and and it just opens up so much possibilities too, you know. And I and that's why I'm really hoping the Gris is out there. I I forget what video they were talking about it. Uh, what creator would put it out there but they had a really good idea about it too you know how the night sisters had the zabrax as like their host species that way yeah. they could breed i wonder if they did that with the gris and the the person talked about you're getting maybe some really they... weird theories here now man yeah i know i'm not but, saying you're but, wrong but like that no, is out there yeah but that that but that was the the video i watched i was like oh that's such a cool idea what if they uh, okay. were the zabrax to the older night sisters and they turned on them and they've been fighting a war the the gris has been winning the gris kind of like went out there into like the unknown regions started probing and that's why thron kind of had to go with the empire to start getting ready for this eventual galaxy versus galaxy war well, and that, that is that is always like when, when a universe gets too big, this is what you have to do. You have to start creating um, other galaxies like this is a. So I you, you like anime, right? Yeah, well, some anime. Right. So <laughs> I, this is this is typically what happens in anime when that whenever they want to go into like thousands of episodes or whatever, you have to start leaving either the planet or the galaxy or whatever it is start reaching other things like i'm a big sorry this is just unrelated with anyone but i'm like i'm a big naruto fan and spoilers for this by, by for, for naruto from like the original series by the way or not the original series but the original too eventually the world gets small enough like that the main characters become strong enough they beat everyone that exists on essentially their version of earth that the villains after that are literally aliens like th that is the natural progression of the show. They conquer everything within sight. Everything within sight has been dealt with and their power levels get too high. They start having to literally pull in a species that is naturally stronger than human. So that's kind of what this reminds me of is we're getting um, Star Wars. The universe of Star Wars is getting so big and I, they really haven't explored the unknown regions as much as they could have. Um, and they, they, they probably still will to some extent. I, I think we'll get a crossover with the Chiss Empire at some point or the Chiss Ascendancy. But the fact that we're going, we're already starting to include a, another galaxy means we could do more galaxies, which means there's a lot more out there. And like there, there could even be more or bigger concepts than just say the Force. Like Anakin was we the chosen one for the Force. What if there's something bigger out there? Well, we already see it through Night Sisters. Like Night Sisters use their magic with a K. Like <laughs> it, they're using the force. It's just yeah, they are. They are, they are using the force. It, it's just a different interpretation of the force. Like you, the the clearest picture of that is where Talzin fights uh, Mace Windu. Like you can totally see them using the force. It's just it's a different way of going about it. Like even Palpatine in in kind of like 
incorporates that type of force use when he's doing that um, ritual with Count Dooku um, in the basement. I think they did it with Anakin and Yoda. You remember that episode of Clone Wars? Are you talking about like the season six episode of Yoda when him and Anakin go into that one vision state? Yes, and they're fighting Palpatine and Dooku. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, like he uses very like similar stuff to what the Night Sisters use. Like, there's different ways of using the Force. Like we've already seen that. So if a different galaxy has a completely different way of using the Force and calling it something completely different, th- that's completely fine. Because even in the known galaxy and through books and comic books, there's different planets and they call it different things too. Like I forget what planet called it Asha. Um, another one calls it different like interpretations. Like. It's already a concept that's been in Star Wars. It's just they can take it to a whole different level in the new galaxy. Uh, so speaking of calling things other names, uh, and this, again, bad podcasting, but answering Guernsey's questions in chat, and this is probably somewhat useful for anyone still listening on the podcast. Um, he's asking about the Vong and are they the Grist standard? The word, the name Grisk is the new canon name for the, I think, what has it pronounced? Uzong Vong, which are... Yeah. They were a really big part of Thrawn's original trilogy story that is no longer canon. Uh, and they have they have appeared in his newer stuff, but they have not had their all-out war yet. So, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. what basically happened, it was Thrawn goes against the, or the Empire Remnants go against the New Republic. They, after that war, the New Republic wins, Thrawn's defeated, and the Grisk are like, or the Yuzan Vong in, in Legends is like, oh, these dummies took out Thrawn. Now it's our time to attack. And right after that war, they come in and they just wreak havoc through the new empire, which is basically in the same state we have the new empire in right now, where they're in charge, but they're not really, really in charge. It's not the same level that they had the old Republic or even the empire. So it's an easy shoe in for this uh use on to come in and destroy and in that series like tons of these like favorite characters die chewbacca gets a moon thrown on him like tons of these characters get destroyed and just absolutely that, that is one of the really funny things about like the sequel trilogy comparison to the like the the old canon where the sequel trilogy would have been wasn't chewbacca like the only one that died and or like he's the, he was the first one that died and then you know lo and behold yeah. we get to new canon and they're like yeah, we're not going to kill him at all. <laughs> we're going to kill Han. <laughs> oh, they literally killed everyone else. Han, Luke, Leia, and Leia, I, I, I guess I, I kind of get that. That whole situation still makes me really sad. I really wish she would have been able to. I really wish Carrie Fisher would have been able to kind of um, and, and end the mantle there. But I mean. They're like, we're going to make up for do? throwing a moon, on, moon at you and not giving you your medal. You get to live. <laughs> um. J-O- 19 the books of new, torture what a, new jedi yeah. order oh okay yeah. i don't I know what was, that is are, are, are those new are yeah. those new canon books or is that old stuff no those are those are legends okay yeah i'm not i'm cool, really i've cool actually read quite though. a bit of new canon stuff i have not read almost any of the i don't think i have read any um old canon books yeah some of those books were tough to get through, but like I like some of the characters. I know the the what do you call it? I'm totally blanking on names. I'm worse with names. Remember the what? 
some of the Jedi's that uh, Luke had in his council were really cool. They had like a tree lady. They had um, a guy like with like Groot? tusks, kind of like her. And then there was a guy like he almost looked like a warthog tusk, and then he had like uh, those Japanese Ronin type hats. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. it was like Kirk. I think his name was a really Captain, really cool character. Captain I always Kirk. liked him. No, it was like Kirk or something. I, I don't know. He was really that cool. Definitely character. sounds like him. a reverence. Yeah. I remember comic book like where after Order sixty six, that thing was awesome with him. Um, but yeah, there's tons of directions that this show can go into, and I'm I'm excited. This is like the first step of tying in all the other shows. Yeah, and, and I mean, what will be what I think will be really interesting for me is what is, what is they have to have similar to Marvel, they have to have phases planned out. And while we're not there, in fact, we're probably a hot minute from being there. I think we're kind of getting a glimpse of what the end of what they want this current era to be with the TV shows, because when the movie comes out, it's going to not only wrap up Ahsoka, but it's also going to wrap up like the whole Mandalorian scheme. I wonder what they're going to do after this. I wonder if the the other movies are kind of intentionally planned to start something new. If we're going to like go all the way back in time, or if we're going to continue the, um, Ray's legacy. I don't know. I'm 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 really skeptical about Ray's movie for a lot of reasons. But well, the the they already have the old show in the the what is it? The High Republic that's coming out pretty soon. Oh yeah, I think it's right after Ahsoka. It's um, the Acolyte, which is going to be cool. So who knows if they build up anything over there? But I'm, this is the thing. I had a conversation with somebody in like real life because they were people love to hate on the sequels and that's the one thing I'm oh like, yeah that's that is that is the popular thing yeah because it's easy and it's like yeah you it, can it, hate it on the is sequels. easy i'll give them that it, it's like they they weren't constructed the same way even the prequels were let alone no. the og og trilogy you know and you could tell it was kind of like a patch job but what i'm saying is they do not and i know we've had this conversation before too like they don't have their version of the clone wars or don't have their version of books like um the shattered shattered i think it was like shattered eye splinter of the shattered eye like they have like all these other books that you could tie into that og fans had to, to kind of build up their prequels and it's just a matter of time for the sequels to get that they've gotten little tie-ins but the thing with the tie-ins to the sequels that they have now they're using the og trilogy as a crutch and they're not really building up the sequels on their own standing they just need to have something that's in between the sequel trilogy and whatever Ray trilogy is to kind of tie everything together. If they had like an animated show or a live action show, which I'm pretty sure they're probably leaning towards a live action show, it could make this whole section of the Star Wars timeline a lot better. And I, I just think people just need to give it time to grow. I well, and that I think that's part of the issue, though. I think they're jump. I mean, we're getting really off topic, but whatever. Um, <laughs> I think they're jumping the gun. So I, while I don't think it's really fair to compare the sequel and prequel trilogies for a lot of reasons, one of the things that will be in common though, the hate for them will die down over time. That and that's not even just that's not even because the sequels are, are 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 good or anything really to that extent. It's just that's just how hate works. Like hate eventually burns out over time. Things just like stop getting talked about, and it's really soon to do another Ray movie and to try to launch something again about the, about the sequel era. Um, so I, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm really weary that they're going to try something again and it's going to blow up in their face 
and we're just gonna be right back to square one because what they, what they need to happen is they need all these kids that love the sequels yes. for what or you know for their own their own reasons for the same reason why i think the phantom menace is the best movie ever um they, they need those guys to get 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 up to speed and i don't i don't think they have it it's like xr coons bringing out it's 2027 like we have time to kind of deal with this and i'm i think they're setting the groundwork without setting the groundwork for that too because it's look look at all the kids that we've been introduced to through all these mediums we have oh um, yeah we we, we talked about that for a long time yeah yeah now we got jason sandula too like we have all these omega like, as well as out there who, omega who's, who's fairly Calcestis, young. Calcestis, uh, yeah. now, now we have sabine too like this series if they do it right if they let somebody like and i i know i totally like i'm like hypocritical if they let somebody like dave filoni take over that has like a knowledge and and doesn't have to direct but as long as he's there in the creative director like the creative directive room or whatever they're gonna do with the story i i think this could be really really nice like all the different elements they could take from all this stuff that they're laying down right now yeah, they're they're and I, I we we've talked about this numerous times. It really it seems like for a while now they have been they're they're creating something bigger in the background that we haven't even seen yet. Like they're they're I, I don't I don't think it's an accident that so many of these newer characters are specifically very young. Yes, I, I think they're doing it too. Like this is gonna be Ray's council. I think that's what we're kind of like figuring out and that's not including any of the other characters that maybe survived order 66 or that come up during that time too yeah i mean they're they they plant a lot of seeds um one of the bigger ones that we we haven't brought up in a long time not since his name got dropped but they felt it necessary in the kenobi series to mention quinlan voss oh my gosh i would love that that's my as one of my and obi-wan's brother like that's not something that you drop without reason Mm-hmm. And, and they've done it in other other places too like in the comic books and i think in one of the high republic books like they've they've really kind of like mentioned a certain jedis that are out there like um Corrin opal rancisis yeah Corrin horn got introduced too yeah, uh, opal rancisis um there's opal rancisis and there's somebody else too the one with the long neck in episode one. Oh, you're talking about the one guy that survives order 66 <laughs> in robot chicken yeah oh yeah. my gosh what what is his name oh my gosh there's oprah oh, I, I, sh- I should know this oh my gosh i'm gonna blank like i said i'm the worst at names somebody in chat's gonna get it no because specifically because of robot chicken he's become like a fairly well-known character your old poo thank you kanak yeah there there you go the both of them survived order 66 so who knows? Maybe we see. Yeah, Uriel was. Uh, he was working. The, he he was the one who went out to get pizza that day. Don't you know? Oh, I know. <laughs> he comes back. He's like, guys, guys. I don't know. They have they have tons of toys to play with. Like all of them. I I don't know. I, I have a. I'm more optimistic about the Rays trilogy than the sequel trilogy because it seemed like the sequels. It, or what doesn't seem like it. It was planned as they went. Where this one, they could really kind of break down there and make a really through line story yeah it, it would be super disappointing if they kind of stepped on the same mistakes but yes cornhorn is not not only canon guernsey but he was actually in the obi-wan series he's the kid that um 
the one guy cons and gets them off the planet. Yeah. Yeah. So that that was that was that was pretty that was a pretty nice um Easter egg there. But. but. All right. Um, Halo, do you have anything you'd like to say for our our, our last Mad Awesome show send off? <laughs> no, it's it's been fun. Like I said, I, I I like talking about the game. I love talking about Star Wars. So it, it's been real fun. I'm glad we did it. And uh, yeah, yeah. Um, hundred hundred percent agree. It, it's been really fun. I mean, we we've been doing this in one way or the other for almost two or three years now uh it's it's been been a it's been it's been a pretty big pleasure to be able to talk about the stuff with the ut though like 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 you're yeah. saying it's um don't always have a great a great place to be able to nerd out and to be talking about things that we're passionate about so uh thank you for helping provide a place not just for for me but also for I, there's a lot of people that have been listening to us for for this play, but yeah. Yeah, and maybe I mean, maybe we can pull a bureaus or whatever and have an occasional show every single time a series launches or something. But as far as the 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 um put an asterisk on the word regular. But as far as the regular show goes, this is this this has been a good run. Yeah, no, it's been real fun. And, and like you said, like when are you gonna have that chance to kind of talk nerd like this? When am I gonna be able to talk Yariel Yariel poof to anybody? So I'm happy. <laughs> degree in poetry so that's um that's a that's an entirely different robot um picking the sketch all right well we're gonna sign off then uh thank you guys for being here uh st stay or yeah thank you for watching and as always stay mad awesome <laughs>